Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to chase your joy, find alignment, and create a life and a business that you love using actionable methods, interviews, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host, your always hype woman and sometimes ass kicker, Amanda Chills, and I am so proud of you for choosing to step into your power. Come along, we've got dreams to build. Hello, hello, podcast fam. Welcome to April's episode. Although whenever you listen to this is good for me. April, May, June, never. I mean, I hope you listen to it eventually, but if you're listening to it, then you're listening to it. Oh, hi. (laughs) We're back. I wanted to talk today about how to stop taking things so personally. Um, and how to stop being so triggered by the things other people are doing and why understanding that everybody is doing their own ish and you probably aren't even really crossing their mind is going to help you live a much, much, much more peaceful life. Um, I suspect that you probably know someone who is always angry about something someone has done or said or did to them and everything is about them and stuff always, you know, shit always happens to them and other people always do things to piss them off. And what an absolutely exhausting way to live. So that's what we're going to dig into today. I'm going to give you some strategies on how to literally stop taking things so personally so that you can take what is yours and leave the rest kind of like a buffet Um, you don't have to take everything that the buffet offers just like you don't have to take everything that people offer even if it's directed at you you can put those things down as well before we get into that though one of the things that i have available for anybody for free if you're like hey amanda's kind of useful and i kind of want to work with her but you aren't ready to jump in in a paid capacity yet or you want to dip your toe into the water, which is totally fine. I have got a system where you can clarify what's important to you. And that is something that I find a lot of people don't do and they don't really know how to figure out what is meaningful for them or what they care about. So one of the things that I help people do often is figure out what the what the heck they give a shit about. So if you don't know what you give a shit about, you can't make decisions based on those things, right? If you're like, well, I don't really know what's important to me, then you don't really have a good basis for making decisions. So I want to give you one. And that basis for making decisions is you and the things that you care about. So if you go to livemyhappyhealth.com slash get clarity, you are going to find that exercise. It's totally free. It will help you. Have at it. Um, I also want to tell you that we are doing the course Becoming Light, which is a banging course that teaches you how to stop people pleasing. It's self-directed. You'll have access to it for as long as it exists, which will be a hot minute. Um, So you can go back and rewatch things if maybe they're not applicable now. And it's going to walk you step by step through the process of owning who you are, standing in your own power, standing in who you are and what you want setting boundaries, figuring out who you are, how to have those conversations with people, 
and really how to stop abandoning yourself so that people will like you because the real people who will like you for you don't ask you to self-abandon. So we're going to get into all those. It launches in September. We are working on the back end right now. But if you are interested in it, you can go to livemyhappyhealth.com slash waitlist and sign up. The waitlist gets first dibs, of course. Not that there's like only a certain number of courses. It's an online course, so literally anyone can buy it. Uh, but you're going to get some fun freebies that I will make up. Okay, on to the episode. So, the reason that I was thinking about this is I work with a lot of people who, because they have quite literally been like victimized, uh, because they've been abused, because they've had parents who were narcissists and really had not done their own work before they decided to do kids. Um, everything was like literally passive aggressive. Um, everything, you know, a lot of the interactions with this parent or this partner was kind of a veiled, veiled? failed attack uh so they had to learn to take everything personally because it was you know personal these people didn't know how to communicate clearly they thrived i mean no one thrives on passive aggressive they only knew how to communicate in a passive aggressive way and they were never clear and so they learned to take everything personally in order to survive so the problem with that is when you're dealing with like healthy people uh, you still continue to take everything personally and then you're always on the defense and you're always having to navigate that and you're always upset and you always feel slighted and it just sucks. It just sucks. Like I had a client a couple weeks ago um, who was just raging about this text message they were sent. Um, and so I asked to read the text message that they were sent and I read it and I said, you know, I, I really think that this message was just being clear like they said they were sorry that you were struggling and that you couldn't you know be there in whatever way they needed right now and that they hope you feel better and they totally understand and they were just <laughs> raging against that information and I was like oh, okay I understand we're, we're taking things personally um so the goal is that we have boundaries the goal is that you understand that when you take everything personally, when everything is a slight, when everybody's against you, right? Um, you're exhausted. Okay, you're constantly in fight or flight because you always feel like you are in danger. You always feel like you're having to fight people and you're having to work around. And it is so tiring. Like how much energy and time do you waste obsessing about other people and their motives and what they could have meant by that and what do they really mean by that and what are they trying to get out of you and just being angry and then ruminating and then telling your friends or telling your family and blah, 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 blah. And you can just be happy and be peaceful, right? That is the goal. The goal is to be happy and peaceful. If that is not your goal, this is the wrong podcast for you, friend. So I don't know what you're doing here, but that's our goal. <laughs> My goal for you is that you're happy and peaceful. We do that by letting a bunch of shit go. You just let it go. So I want you to think of like a duck, right? Ducks swim in water, which can be heavy, but it literally just rolls off their back. So I want you to think of people's comments, judgments, thoughts, what they say to you, what they say about you as water off of a duck's back, like None of it can bother you. None of it can get inside unless you let it. Now, you may be like, that's super great, Amanda. 
Um, but I don't really know how to do that. Like I try and then what they say hurts me and it hurts my feelings. Like, okay, I'm not saying that your feelings aren't going to be hurt, especially if you've been in that reactive mode for a long time. You just have a much more sensitive tripwire than someone who has just done this and had this practice for a longer time. So yeah, you're going to feel hurt, right? We can't control our emotions. We can control how we respond to them. We cannot control our first thought. We can control the thoughts after that and how we respond to that first thought. So if your first thought is, oh my God, this this bitch, this bitch really had the audacity to say this thing to me, to do this thing to me, da, 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 da. Now you can go down that rabbit hole. You can go down that anxiety hell hole. But like, I don't recommend that you do that. But hey, you know, <laughs> this is your dream. Uh, I'm going to give you better ways. So what we want to do, I'm going to give you like seven steps, strategies, seven strategies to do this. You can use all of them. You can use one of them. One of them is at least going to work some of the time, which is why we have multiple because nothing works all the time. So the first thing that we need to do is understand that what people are doing, saying, thinking, feeling often has nothing to do with you. If you are talking to a coworker and they make a snide comment that's not about you. If you're talking to a cashier or you like are um, eating out and the server is in a bad mood or the cashier is in a bad mood, like that very likely has nothing to do with you. But if you're used to personalizing everything, if you're used to making everything about you, because at some point you probably had to in order to stay safe or in order to, you know, exist in that relationship, then yeah, you're going to, your brain is going to make it about you, but it's often not. So almost nothing that other people do is about you. Now, if you are intentionally cruel to someone and they're angry with you, yeah, bro, like that, that's on you. So this is not a pass to be like, um, love and light because that's your own shit. So deal with it. That's called spiritual bypassing. And that is not what we're doing. What we're doing is understanding that everybody has their own shit. Everybody has their own life. Everybody has their own stuff that they're dealing with. And sometimes it's heavier than others. And sometimes they have more room than other days. And, you know, some people are just assholes. So if someone is always an asshole, that's not really personal to you. If someone is always mean, that has nothing to do with you. If someone is generally happy... That really doesn't have anything to do with you either. If someone is generally kind, that's just who they are. So we want to understand that what other people are doing, saying, thinking, especially about you, unless it's true, is not about you. Now, if your boss is giving you feedback about your work performance and you're like, oh yeah, that's not about me, <laughs> then no, that's about you. Um, so I'll give you an example. So I work a lot with uh, my county. And I do a lot of trainings for them. I do a lot of work with them. And we had an evaluation for the program because it's new. And so I'll give you an example of feedback that is about me and feedback that is not about me. Um, so I had, they sent a survey. And one of the comments on the survey was someone who stated they had never spoken to me. They had never interacted with me, but they thought that I was immature and I only got along with people my age. So for reference, I'm 32, um, I like to joke. I'm funny. 
I dance when I get excited. You know, I am silly most of the time, but I'm I'm good at what I do and I can be serious when I need to. So this feedback, they, you know, the person uh, who was talking about the feedback with me, they were very concerned about the feedback and they said, you know, what do we do about this? What, what do you plan to do about this? And I looked at them and I said, nothing. I'm not going to do a damn thing about that because that feedback isn't even about me. They've never spoken to me. So they have no idea how I work. If I can even work with older people, which uh, by the way, I do, and we work just fine. Um, And I said, none of that feedback is about me. So I'm not going to do anything about it. And they said, well, what if this keeps someone from working with you? And I said, well, that's on them. Like, if they don't like how I work, okay, that's fine. I'll find them someone else to work with. But they have no idea how I work. They don't know anything about me. They decided that I was immature because I joke. I said, that that feedback isn't about me. And I, I'm not really sure why we're talking about it because it's not about my ability to do my job. So along those same lines, we had another feedback where they said they thought I was unprofessional because I had purple hair. And they said, what are you going to do about that? And I said, not a damn thing. That feedback is also not about me. Right? That is their biases, their perception, their limitations. That has nothing to do with me or my ability to do my job. Now, if I had taken that personally and I said, oh my God, oh yeah. Oh God, everyone thinks I'm immature. All the older people think I'm bad at my job. I can't do my job. I have to quit. I have to dye my hair. I have to do all these things, which would be totally inauthentic to me. Now, when you change something about yourself for someone whose opinion doesn't matter, whose opinion isn't valid, I want you to think about how that feels. When you take all feedback personally and act as if it's true, I want you to think about how that feels. And I want you to think about where that ends. Because there is never going to be a shortage of people who think you should be doing something else. That's never going to happen. Everybody has an opinion on what you should be doing. When we take everything personally and we think that their feedback is really about us, we can very, very quickly lose ourselves and become inauthentic. And then we're chasing a million different opinions. None of them are your own. So part of depersonalizing is also understanding that the only opinion that matters is very few people, right? I'm not going to say yours is the only opinion that matters because if you're not doing your job right, then, you know, that matters. So like different people's opinions matter in different contexts. So we want to be able to discern which opinions, thoughts, behaviors are important, which matter, and which don't, right? Depersonalizing allows you to do that. So the first step is understanding that not everything and almost nothing other people do to you is about you. If people are kind to everyone else, they're going to be kind to you. If people are abusive to everyone else, they're going to abuse you. If people have patience with everyone else, they're going to have patience with you, right? So that's not about you. So that's number one. Number two is we want to practice some empathy and perspective taking. So some good questions for that is why would someone do these things? 
how does it benefit them? That's a question I ask a lot of my clients who are in imbalanced or abusive relationships. Because they spend a lot of time, so much time, such a waste of time, but so much time. It's very natural that they say, I don't understand why they're doing this. I don't understand where this is coming from. I, I, it, it must be because they're drinking. It must be because they had a bad day. Da, 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 right? Like our brain likes to find solutions to problems. I have a different question. How does this behavior get them what they want? Now, this works really well if someone is cruel or abusive or someone is an asshole. Um, that doesn't really work if someone is like happy or nice. Like that may just, in both instances, it's who they are, but one has a very specific purpose. Um, so why would someone do these things? And if you're stopping it, well, I don't know. I want you to think a little bit deeper about that. How does it serve them? Or are they just stuck, right? A lot of people have limitations in communicating. They have limitations in feeling emotions. They have limitations in being able to like assess themselves or how they treat people. Sometimes it benefits them not to assess how they treat people because they're jerks. <laughs> and so they don't want to think about how they're jerks. Now, another good question is, why would someone do these things if it had nothing to do with me? So that gets you in a practice of depersonalizing. Why would someone do these actions if I was totally removed from the equation? Well, then you can say, oh, you know, maybe my server is having a bad day or maybe my coworker is going through something and they're just not sharing. Or maybe this person really doesn't know how to communicate and they're upset. So that kind of leads us into... One of the last ones, but we'll do it now because it flows, is to give people grace. In working with people who are traumatized, like you have no idea how much people carry. People have no idea how much you carry. And sometimes you just don't have the room to be super understanding or to be super kind. Like everybody is human. Now this is excluding people who are always abusive, right? That that's a choice. But if you're just having a bad day and you have less patience that day or you, you snap at somebody, like you can always apologize for your impact, but understand that like you would want some grace on those days. And so giving other people grace is an extremely valuable practice. Forgive and let go of most things. Let it go, right? Have you, I know a lot of people who, a coworker will say something or like a friend will, will say something um, and they will just talk about it and talk about it and talk about it and talk about it and like piss themselves off for like four days. Like that makes no sense. What if you just decided that person was struggling, they were having a bad day and you just let it go. Now, if this is a pattern, that's a different problem, right? But if it's kind of a one-off Giving them some grace is going to feel good for you and it's going to feel good for them. And it allows you to put things down. Just put it down. You don't have to carry what someone does to you. Especially if it's not a pattern. So giving people grace and deciding like, and you can make a decision, right? Grace is a decision. You can just say, well, you know, they're having a bad day or like, damn, okay, they must really be struggling. Um, Okay, like if you get cut off in traffic, you can decide that like they're the world's worst driver and they're such a jerk and da, da, da. Or you can be like, okay, maybe they're super late for something or maybe they didn't see me. 
um, that is going to feel a lot better than like obsessing about it all day long and how they were such an asshole and this always happens to you and everybody's a bad driver, blah, 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 blah. That just feels like garbage. So let's give some people some grace. Um, we want to question your brain when it tells you that everything is your fault. Again, if you grew up in a family or with caretakers who were passive aggressive or didn't know how to communicate or were narcissistic or who were all about them, like very naturally you would take what they did personally because it often was. Um, If everything was your fault, if you were ever in an imbalanced or an abusive relationship, you get taught that everything they do is your fault. When they're happy, it's on you. When they're angry, it's on you. When they're abusing you, it's on you. Like, So your brain will recognize that pattern and it will live in that pattern and it will start applying that pattern without them having to do the work. But that doesn't mean that it's true. What other people do is not on you. It's not on you. I need you to hear that and understand it. What other people do is not on you. We choose our own actions. Even when we're having a strong emotion. I can be angry and kind. Or I can be angry and cruel. Both are a choice. Anger is not the problem. Sadness is not the problem. I can be sad and kind. I can be sad and set something on fire. Like a person. But we don't do that. (laughs) Like, I can be mad and hit people with my car. I can be mad and have a conversation about it. So the emotion is not the driver. Our choices are the driver. And you are not at fault for what someone chooses. You may be the catalyst for the emotion. You may have made someone angry. You may have made someone sad. You may have made someone happy, whatever. But what they choose to do after feeling that feeling is not on you. So we want to make sure that we are challenging our brain when it tells you that what they're doing is your fault. Because it's not. People's actions are their own. Again, we can we can be the catalyst for an emotion. Like if you buy me flowers, I'm going to be happy. If you punch me in the face, I'm going to be real pissed off. And probably start crying. Um, don't do that. But what I do with my actions is on me. So we want to challenge our brain and we want to say, nope, other people's actions are not on me. What they do is their choice and I can react accordingly, which leads us into the next one, setting boundaries. If people always treat you like garbage, what are you doing staying in that dynamic? And I say that with love. Like I really want you to think about what are you doing staying in that dynamic? Now the thing about taking everything personally is you'll also think that you deserve things that are bad. Right? Our brain is never like, oh, I deserve all these good things because I take this personally. Like, we always go to the bad, right? So, if you have learned to personalize and to take responsibility for other people's actions, I want you to think about how that benefits someone whose intention is to manipulate you or to use you or to take advantage of you. Think about how feeling like it's your fault. That someone is mean to you benefits the person who is mean to you. It sure as hell doesn't benefit you. It only benefits them. So we want to be very firm about how other people interact with us. Now there is a boundaries episode somewhere. 
Uh, it would take me a hot minute to find it, but I guarantee there's a boundaries episode somewhere. I think it's called how to set boundaries like your life depends on it. Um, I would go back and listen to that episode if you're like, I don't know how to set boundaries. Like, I got you, boo. Go ahead and listen to that episode. So we want to be very firm and clear about how people treat us. And if you're not in the space to leave a bad relationship yet, there is nothing wrong with biding time and there's nothing wrong with making plans until you can leave. Um, there are many people who will probably help you. There are many organizations who will help, absolutely help you. So if that is something you're dealing with, I would encourage you to start making a plan. But first, we need to understand that you taking responsibility for other people's actions often benefits people whose intention is to use you and abuse you and manipulate you. They want you to take responsibility. <laughs> they want you to take responsibility. They want you to feel at fault because then you'll deserve it. Then you don't deserve anything better. Then you don't stay like, well, then you do stay. So setting boundaries. Hey, these things are okay. These things are not okay. Now, obviously that's a little nuanced, right? If you're, if you're in an abusive relationship, it's not very safe to set boundaries. Then our goal is to get out. But if you just have a coworker who's kind of a ass, then like you can set boundaries with them and say, Hey, the way, the way that you speak to me is not okay. Um, the way that you do this thing is not okay. I need you to do this instead. So we want to, ah, uh, here's a good one. When your brain gets caught up in the drama, as our little gremlin brains do, you got to unhook. You have to recognize that you're like, oh, crap, I'm obsessing about this. Or, oh, I'm making myself matter. Or, oh, there I am in the rabbit hole again. Um, I call it getting hooked. So you want to unhook from your brain when it is doing these things. You want to bring your attention back to whatever you're doing. That's not getting into this spiral of being pissed off and deciding that everything is your fault and whatever. Um, the goal for that isn't necessarily that we do it once and then we never go back. Like your brain is going to hook you multiple times. The goal is that we build the muscle of unhooking. That is a muscle. And things that wire together, nope. Things that fire together, wire together. So the more that you unhook, the better you're going to get at unhooking, which is the entire point of that process. And lastly... I want you to think about who taught you that you were responsible for other people's emotions. Really think about that one. Who taught you that you are responsible for someone's happiness or anger or sadness or, you know, all of them. And then I want you to think about why they taught you that. Some people don't know any better, right? I cannot tell you how many people I work with whose parents made them their sole source of happiness. And then when they were sad, of course, they took that to heart too. Because if you think you're responsible for someone's happiness, you will naturally think you're responsible for somebody's sadness or anger or anything else. Some people don't know any better. I cannot tell you how many parents are wounded and just really didn't know. Their parents did it to them, so they do it to their kids. And they never think critically about the consequences of that. Some people, it benefits them. Because if you take responsibility for your own mistreatment, then you deserve it. Then you should be punished for it. Then you don't deserve better because now you're beat down. Some people, I mean, really, those are the two that I run into the most. Like, people either don't know or it benefits them. 
But when you start saying, oh yeah, your, your actions are not about me. Like that's not on me. That's on you. You choose how you behave. We choose how we behave. Then people have significantly less power over you. And then you have more power because you're not taking things on that aren't yours to carry. So if you put down all those things, I guarantee that you are going to feel so much lighter. Like so much lighter. Because you're not carrying a bunch of shit that ain't even yours to carry. Right? If somebody hands me like rotten meat, I'm not going to take it just because I feel obligated to or because somebody told me I have to take everything. I do not have to take a bucket of rotten meat. Neither do you. So I'll go over them again. Number one, almost nothing anyone does is about you. We choose our own actions. We choose them. We want to practice empathy and perspective taking so we can ask ourselves, why would someone do these things or act in this way if it had nothing to do with me? Why would somebody do these things? Keep going if you get an I don't know. We want to give people grace. Maybe they had a bad day. Maybe they're struggling with something you don't know about. Maybe they don't have the skills that you have. Maybe they're just a jerk, in which case, great, let them be. Um, we want to challenge our brain when it tells us that we are responsible for other people's actions. You learn that somewhere, but it's not serving you. So it's okay to put it down. We want to set boundaries and say, Hey, I, I know that you're mad. I know that you're sad, but you cannot do these things while you are that. Like I hear that you're angry, but you don't get to scream at me or call me names or break my things or slam a door. Like, I know that you're sad, but you can't call me a thousand times and expect me to be there immediately because I work. Um, You are allowed to do that. We want to question our reaction when we feel, start feeling responsible for other people's actions. And I want you to think about who taught you that. And we want to build that unhook muscle. We want to return our attention to whatever we are doing to the present moment when we know that we're getting caught up. So as soon as you get caught up, we don't want to shame ourselves. We don't want to say, oh my God, I got caught up again. I'm so stupid. I'm so bad at this. Like we don't want to do that. We just want to say, oh, all right. Yep. 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 Brain, you caught me. And now I'm going to come back to the moment. Keep doing that because eventually that muscle will get much stronger and it'll be much easier to unhook. So those are the things. Go prosper, depersonalize, um, I want you to remember that you are responsible for your actions just like they are. And it is totally okay to set boundaries around people's actions. That is totally okay. You are allowed to do that. If they tell you you're not, you can tell them Amanda said you were. So there, there's that. Um, I want to remind you that if you're not really sure what's important to you or you feel kind of like you're floating or lost, the values activity that is totally free is going to help you. So livemyhappyhealth.com slash get clarity. That is going to help you. It doesn't take super long, um, but I think it'll really help you obviously clarify (laughs) on what you care about. So have a beautiful day. Uh, If you have questions, comments, like tell me what was your favorite part of this episode? Was there anything you didn't agree with? Um, Y'all go have a beautiful day.